Everybody on? Good. Great. Grand. Wonderful. The Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN starts now. As if three and a half hours of me wasn't enough, you get an extra 30 minutes. That's right. I don't make the rules. I just follow them. Dan Gross's show, I guess, for the next 30 minutes, right here on 98.7 ESPN. I hope you had as much fun as we all did with Don this afternoon doing TMKS. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. You know how we operate these 30-minute vehicles. You know how the rules apply. This is rapid fire. This is no huddle offense. This is two-minute drill. Whatever you want to call it. But we are going fast-paced. Get in there. Light up the lines as much as you can at 800-919-3776. Anthony and Jacob are still hanging around. They're doing yeoman's work. They didn't have to, but they were nice enough to stick around here. And we'll take you right up until 7 o'clock. And we got Knicks pregame tonight. Knicks-Nets. The rivalry. Or that's what some people want to call it. And you can feel free to weigh in on that. Don and I talked about that earlier today. And... Look, I understand that geography counts for something. So if you want to play by those rules, yeah, there's a little bit of a rivalry for the Knicks and the Nets. But the other thing that constitutes a rivalry is you have to have two teams that, generally speaking, are going to play important games against one another. I'm not even saying it has to be in the playoffs or anything even in that regard. But just games where, you know, after a while it kind of means a thing or two, right? One team wants something, the other team wants it just as bad, and yet they're in each other's way. Has that happened that much lately with the Knicks and Nets? It certainly hasn't happened much over the last 10 years when the Nets crossed the river and moved to Brooklyn. And right now the Nets are at a state in their franchise where they're kind of retooling things a little bit. they got a bunch of new players, out with the old, in with the new. The established guards, the KD, the Kyrie, those guys are gone. Ben Simmons now, you're not going to see him for at least another two weeks, as we found out earlier today. He's going to be reevaluated. I mean, the guy never plays. It's just, I, you know, shame on anybody during the summer that took the bait and think that this year was going to be different for Ben Simmons, that he was actually going to play a little bit. He don't play. He doesn't play. He cashes checks, but he doesn't play. And the Knicks, meantime, you know, you haven't been able to say this when comparing the Knicks and the Nets. You haven't been. But right now, it goes without saying that if we were picking a team between the Knicks and the Nets rosters, like an all-star team, first two picks coming off the border, Knicks, right? Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, they've got the two best players on either roster, and that's a good thing. I also want to mention, too, the Knicks announced that it was very late in our show, talking about TMKS. Jericho Sims, remember, who sprained his ankle the other night in the win over the Los Angeles Lakers. And then Isaiah Hartenstein had to play a considerable amount of minutes just to hold down the fourth there. Well, Jericho's not going to play tonight, and he's going to be reevaluated again in seven to ten days, which is significant because if you look at the Knicks and what they have still ahead of them here this month of December in that seven to ten day time period, you got some tough teams. And you got some teams with some size that you're going to have to contend with. And if you're already down Mitchell Robinson, now you're down Jericho Sims. Okay, Isaiah Hartenstein moves into the starting lineup. That's great. But really, how much is he going to be expected to play? I don't want him out there playing 35, 40 minutes a night. That's not what it's all about. Okay, you got Taj Gibson. But Taj Gibson was sitting on the couch. 
as of a couple of weeks ago. And he's 40 years old. The more you ask a Taj Gibson to do at this stage of his career, especially considering the fact that he has not been with an NBA team and an NBA playing shape for the last two months, that can wear you thin a little bit. So what do you do? Well, for the time being, you might have to play Julius Randle at the five. Go small a little bit. But then what type of an impact is that going to have on the rest of your roster? What type of an impact is that going to have on Julius more than anything? If he's going to have to sit there and contend with bigger dudes on the defensive end of the floor, what is that going to do to his offense where it really, really matters with somebody like Julius? So this isn't one of those things you just like glance over and say, oh, well, you know, Jericho Sims, seven to ten days, not the end of the world. No, this, this is something. And you hope it's nothing more than just seven to ten days. It would be a lot different if Mitchell Robinson was healthy, but as we know, Mitchell Robinson is not. And it's going to be a while until he's out there on the court. So the first of four meetings tonight between the Knicks and the Nets, Nets limp home after a 1-4 and four West Coast trip. Knicks, they went 2-2 two and two out West. But on paper, this represents probably the Knicks' best chance at a win from here on to the end of the month. And even throwing that New Year's Day game against the Minnesota Timberwolves at home too because Minnesota's a damn good basketball team. So good one tonight in Brooklyn, and we'll have it for you here coming up uh, in less than a half hour right here on 98.7 ESPN. As far as the football is concerned, Giants gearing up for the Eagles on Christmas Day and a trip down the turnpike to take on the Birds. Yes, they still have a chance. Yes, they still have a little bit of a pulse, mathematically speaking, but it's going to take anything short of a miracle. There's about 15 different permutations that can finish off the Giants officially coming up this weekend in the NFL. I'm not going to get into all of them, but... The odds are not in the Giants' favor. Let's put it that way. And we want to see how Tommy DeVito will bounce back this week. You know, I'm not thinking too big picture down the road about what he's going to be for this franchise and how much longer is he going to be the Giants quarterback or anything. No, it's called you had a performance against New Orleans where I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he's the number one reason why they lost, but the offense did not operate at the level that they maybe had the previous couple of games. So how do you respond? And I think it's a really, really good opportunity because you're playing a Philadelphia team that is coming off a bad loss in Seattle on Monday night, a Philadelphia team that's lost three straight games and whose season may be kind of spinning out of control a little bit. You know, you heard Dan, Dan Orlovsky say when we had him on earlier in the show today that I asked him the question, what's the level of concern right now for the Philadelphia Eagles? He said on a scale of 1 to 10, I would say about an 8. This is a team that was in the Super Bowl last year, a team that up until three weeks ago, a lot of people would have considered maybe the best team in the National Football League. Now the opposite. So you know that they smell blood, that they want to right their ship, and who better to do that against than a Giants team that the last time they played them on that field, they absolutely annihilated them in the NFC playoffs last year. So I want to see how Tommy DeVito and this Giants football team responds on Christmas Day. And as far as the Jets, well, we found out that Aaron Rodgers is going to be active. Poor Nick Bauden, he was the one that had to pay the price, unfortunately, and they released him, so Rodgers is activated. He's not going to play, but he's going to practice. He's going to be out there with the twos and the threes, as Robert Sala said, and he's going to be doing some work after practice and throwing the ball to some of the youngsters, and they think that that's beneficial. It's good for Aaron that he gets to feel involved. It's good for the younger guys on the team to be able to soak in some of all that football wisdom that he's accumulated from, geez, 
close to two decades in the National Football League, but you're just not going to get any returns on the field over the final three games of the season. And with the Washington Commanders coming in on Sunday on Christmas Eve, right now it looks like it's going to be a Trevor Simeon vehicle, boys and girls, just like you thought it was going to be when the schedule came out. Get to MetLife Stadium to see Trevor Simeon and the Jets take on the Commanders. What the F? Yeah, that's not the way they mapped it out. Football gods had other plans, unfortunately. Football gods are comedians, aren't they? They are comedians. Those funny guys, those football gods. Because they've had it in on the Jets for a very, very long time. In 2023, why should it be any different? Right? Just add another log to the fire in their game of just picking on the Jets. But still got to finish out the season. And they have a chance when they go to Cleveland next Thursday to take on the Browns to maybe play spoiler a little bit. Get reacquainted with their old pal Joe Flacco. Browns have eyes on the playoffs. And that's the irony of this thing is that you're going to have a game next week that could feature two football teams that started four different quarterbacks this year. That's what Trevor Simeon would represent for the Jets. Browns have already started four quarterbacks this year, and yet they've won nine games and have eyes on the playoffs. What a cruel twist of fate that is. And this is the Browns, right? You talk about teams that have had no luck and who've had their fair share of being a laughingstock for far too long in the NFL. That'd be the Cleveland Browns. And somehow they've managed to put all the pieces together the right way. Although I guess anything can happen over the final three weeks. So that's where we're at right now. Still no big news on the free agent front with Yoshi Yamamoto. Mets made a trade today. Tyrone Taylor, uh, Adrian Hauser, acquired by the Milwa- or from the Milwaukee Brewers for Coleman Crow, who was a reliever they got in the Angels trade with Eduardo Escobar last year. He's going to miss this season with Tommy John surgery. But David Stern's bringing in a couple of guys he knows. Mets need pitching depth. David Peterson under the knife. And you look at that starting rotation, I mean, Kodai Senga, Jose Quintana, and pick a name out of a hat. They're just trying to get some bodies right now. Probably be a little bit more tempting if they went and made a run for Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. But Adrian Hauser nonetheless, but we know that that's not exactly considered a blockbuster type of move as the big fish are still in the free agent waters in Major League Baseball. And I think that as far as the pitching market is concerned, I think you're still waiting for everybody, players, agents, teams, whoever, waiting to see what happens with Yamamoto before all these other chips kind of fall into place a little bit. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. Let's go to the phones, and we're going to get as many in as we can between now and the top of the hour. Let us say hi to Jose in Brooklyn. He will start us off on 9870 ESPN. Hello, Jose. How are you? Good evening, Dan. Shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in on some of the talk because you and Dan were on Don were having a great um, conversation earlier about the Knicks, Nets, and, you know, the kind of like the history and, you know, debating the merits of the rivalry and, mm-hmm. you know, such and forth. And, you know, to me, it, it, it kind of goes like, to me, I think that it's kind of lost its luster because I, 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 I'm I from Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn right now. And the Nets never really. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you and don't lie. Nets, that name means something. 
Yes, exactly. So the Nets, uh, so the Nets never really took over the whole borough. They were supposed to like, and and remember when they moved out here, the whole focus was was they don't really need to take over the whole New York City. They just need to take over the borough itself because Brooklyn itself has two point one million, et cetera, et cetera. So the problem is, is they never really won over all, all of Brooklyn because I'm still a Knicks fan. You know, throughout that time when they got Joe Johnson and Deron Williams and then they tried to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, all those iterations never really worked out. And the last point that I had to make also is there's like out of all the like, you know, playoff series and all the rivalries we have, like, you know, with the Knicks with the Celtics and the Knicks with the Heat and even the Knicks with the Pacers. You don't really have, you can't really say the same thing about the Nets and the Knicks because we really never we really never faced off that much, and we don't have like a defining you know playoff moment against each other, and it's not like it's something that's great. So it's you know it kind of just you know falls flat where it's just like okay, even when they were in New Jersey, it's just like okay, we're just facing the Nets over there, and that's kind of how it always feels like, and that's just you know my view on it. So. Jose, I actually think, and I thank you for the phone call as always, I actually think that the rivalry has lessened with the Nets moving to Brooklyn. You know, you may not think that it was a a largely populated fan base, right? But at least they had an identity in New Jersey. Certainly it, it paled in comparison to what the Knicks were in the Big Apple and New York City and all that stuff, but it was New Jersey's team. Now you go over to Brooklyn and it's just, all right, you got a brand new arena. You got some people that show up in Brooklyn, and but you're still, again, swallowed up by the Knicks. And now you play technically on the same side of the river. Same state. You're called Brooklyn. That's New York, not New Jersey anymore. I remember back in the, when they were moving over. Remember, they, they bought those billboards right by Madison Square Garden with Jay-Z and Prokhorov, and watch out, here come the Nets. Tell me how much longer I got to watch. Right? Tell me how much longer I got to watch. And it's funny, too, because in the same offseason, the same summer, when they made the big splashy pickups of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in in July of 2019, everybody thought, look out, here they go. Brooklyn's going to win. Knicks had to settle for, like, a consolation prize. In Julius Randle. Remember that? They were almost like apologizing to their fans. They had to help talk them off the ledge. All right, we tried, but Julius Randle's really good, and all these other guys have got it really good. Think about it. Already, Julius Randle has given the Knicks more than either one of those two guys ever did for the Nets. And still going. And those guys are now playing in different zip codes. So I got to let these things play out. You just never know. Calling all New York Knicks fans. Knicks Wednesdays on DoorDash are here. That means you can cheer around the Knicks against the Nets from home with 50% off all the snacks and supplies you and your squad need. That's 50%. Just use code GONICKS right now until midnight on any order, $30 or more. You could save up to $20 off your order. That's Knicks Wednesdays on DoorDash using code GONICKS. Terms apply. Valid today only, 4 p.m. to 11.59 p.m. DoorDash is the official partner of the Knicks. This is the Dan Grasso Show. 
on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We're just talking about some of the cuisine at our holiday party last night that we had. Very nice. Right? It was good. It was tasty. It was. And now we, we arrived fashionably late because we had the show to do. So what's they kicked off at what? About 5 o'clock. Oh, right? yeah. So they started at 5 o'clock, and of course, we didn't get off the air yesterday until 6.30, and so by the time we got down to the place, it was like 7. And then by the time we figured out the elevators, it was 9. Now, let me tell you something. They got to work on the elevator thing. I'm not saying our I'm saying the, the establishment. I don't want to give it away either, because they were good people. Good, it's a great good place. people. Great people. But if you have an elevator situation that requires basically the an lost attendant. arc... Right, the lost ark to be able to program to have access to, then I, I, maybe you should probably look for other pastures. What do you think? Well, look, I, 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 we went in, and right. we just said, all right. I, I knew we were in trouble when I saw that it had one of those uh, need a key to, to to use. So I just keep pushing the button, and nothing happens, and we go up and down, and then no one's there. We get out, and we go, hey, we got we got to do this, and then the pizza box comes in. It was a whole thing. <sighs> Guy with a pizza, pizza box. box. We stopped was, yeah. on every floor, I think, of that of that establishment before we got to our location. And try- Jacob, oh Anthony, my and myself were in the back of this elevator, and it's stopping at all these different floors, and then you have a family. They were they look like tourists, right, because they were staying in these the set I'm sure they were great people. Yeah, they had Great people. So, But they probably ventured out to the streets to get dinner that night, and they were going to bring it back to their rooms, and they were going to have dinner there. So, like, they came in, and then, like, the dad comes in, and he's holding this gigantic pizza box, which took up half the elevator, and the three of us are, like, squished into the back of it. We were promised penny vodka. There was no penny vodka. No it was, penny it vodka. It was a whole thing. There was vodka, but no pennies. But it was a great time. It really was. It was a good time. And, and you know what the best part about it was? It wasn't like you felt like you were there for days. Like, right, we were there maybe, what, a little over an hour? A little in, over an out, hour. hello, goodbye, Merry Christmas, see you next year. It was very good. Very good job by Good Karma and our friends at 98.7. Everything that you could have wanted from a little holiday gathering, I think that it checked all the boxes, except the elevator situation. 100%. That was the only thing. All right, 800-919-3776. Let us say hi to Christopher. He is in Monmouth County. That is in New Jersey. He's up next here on 98.7. Hello, Chris. How are you? I'm well, Dan. Thanks for taking the call. Happy holidays. Same to you, Chris. Listen. Dan, you're absolutely right on. I mean, when it comes to the Knicks and the Nets, the rivalry is not what it was. I don't even know if it was what it was when Durant was there and those other guys. 
But I'm from New Jersey. I mean, I'm born in Staten Island. My family's from Brooklyn, Staten Island. But I'm I'm from New Jersey, right? Since I'm ten. Let the me Nets tell you something. We're in New Jersey. They had an identity, Dan. You're absolutely correct. Well, Chris, here's what it, when they here's had the Golden State now, logo. Remember? Yeah, of course, Chris. I now I was okay. Obviously, somebody born, raised, lives, still lives in New Jersey. When I was younger and I was in school, like, you know, those years were all the smack talk with your buddies and this and that about whose team is better, who could be. I was one of maybe only two net fans in the school. Okay, because that yeah. was, remember, when you had the Riley Knicks in the 90s, so it was either like yeah. you were a Knicks fan. And you probably fan. went to Brendan Byrne Arena, right? Exa- I've, oh, I've, I went to Brendan Byrne, absolutely. But, like, you had Knicks fans and Bulls fans. That's what the, pro- the, That's the majority it. of the and kids you associated with were. And you're ribbed about it. You had Drazen Petrovic. You had Derek oh. Coleman. I mean, the thing about the Brooklyn thing is I get it. It's good for the city. You know, the Nets where they played, the fan base wasn't there. But you know what? I know a lot of Nets fans, and I'm a Knicks fan. I love the Knicks. I mean, um, I love they beat the Lakers the other night. What a, what a, what a, what a horrible uh, logo banner. It looks like a Band-Aid next to, like, a bunch of beautiful, like, like, like ribbons uh, at, at the Staples Center. But I digress. But, yeah, Dan, you're absolutely right, and I think – I think they've lost a little bit of what identity could be. And it's really not their fault, too. I mean, it didn't work out with Garnett and Pierce. You know, Durant, Harden, Tyree, those guys spoiled the boss. They fired their coach. So they got a little bit of a stigma going on. But it's not fair to those guys now who want to be there and Jock Vaughn and whatnot. But, listen, I don't care because I'm a Knicks fan. So happy holidays, Dan. And be well, my friend. stuff. Appreciate you. I mean, that, that's exactly what it was, but it was. It felt more like a rivalry then. It wasn't a great rivalry, but it was a rivalry. You had New Jersey versus New York. Now you have New York versus New York. You know, and I know it works with the hockey, with the Rangers and the Islanders and everything, but this is different because the, Knicks, the Nets have only been there for 10 years. It's almost like they still haven't done anything to establish any sort of rivalry. Maybe if they meet in the playoffs once. Right? And there's some bad blood and some animosity. Maybe that'll ratchet it up a little bit. I was that kid that sat there and had to defend the Nets basically by myself. You know, those teams with Kenny Anderson and Derek Coleman and Drazen Petrovic, and, oh, they're just as good as the Knicks and blah, 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 you know. That's another. You talk about, like, what ifs. I don't know if I brought that up earlier today on the show with Don, but one of the great, you know, unfortunate, tragic what ifs in sports is if what if Drazen Petrovic never perished in that auto accident when he did? You know, remember Chuck Daly, Chuck Daly, Hall of Fame coach, coached the dream team. He was the head coach of the freaking dream team, the greatest talent of basketball ever assembled. He willingly chose to coach that Nets team because all the young talent they have and they were ready to go to the next level to emerge from the Knicks shadows. And he had one year with that group, and then the Petrovich tragedy happened. And then he came back for a second season. They still didn't. That's when they lost to the Knicks in the first round of the playoffs. And then he was like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm good. And that was it. And then fast forward about seven or eight years later, Jason Kidd comes along, and somehow, some way, the Nets go to back-to-back NBA Finals. And I'm still ticked over that San Antonio one the second year because they had a decent shot to win that one. That was winnable. The Lakers won, forget about it. Shaq was just unstoppable. They had no answer. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs>